Give me back my fucking gnome. Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Enema, the only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for joining us today. All right. <laughs> so, at first off, happy Friday, everyone. I uh, hope you uh, are all staying inside. You know what? We better all be staying inside now. I mean, even Mother Nature's telling us to stay inside with this, you know, big-ass snowstorm we got. Um <laughs> so, but okay, before we get to uh, the movie today, which is, by the way, it's the last, uh, this is the last movie on the third shelf, so uh, this podcast marks 75% of the way done uh, with this little project. Yeah, so uh, we're getting there. If you, if you don't know about the shelves, basically I've, my DVD collection is on four different shelves, uh, and... Uh, this is the movie we're talking about today, Project X, uh, is, and they're all listed alphabetically. Uh, Project X is the last movie on the third shelf uh, that we're doing. So uh, it's I don't know, it's kind of crazy. It's it's a it's a nice little like uh, milestone that we hit. So uh, hats off to us. Uh, but before we st- uh, start talking about the movie, uh, I just start so. I've been looking for a new TV show to watch and like I wanted something that's going to take like a little bit of time um and so like okay it took I think I mentioned it before but like I started like I was all hyped up to watch the third season of Fargo uh and I didn't really get into it uh like it like I was watching it as it came out weekly and like the first like four or five episodes like I I just couldn't do it like it was you know it wasn't really there, there weren't many interesting characters. Like, the storyline was like, kind of all over. Or there were too many characters, for starters. Uh, like, you know, Fargo... Like, Fargo's always been a bit of a quirky show. Um, but I think this season was trying a little too hard at some times. It was, it was the most, like, fo- like... Like, it was the most, like, Fargo-y of the four seasons of Fargo. I don't... Th- hopefully they're done. I, 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 you know, after this season I really don't want them to make another one I'd rather they just quit while they're ahead but at the same time it could just be a bad season who knows I mean it's you know it's an anthology series um Chris Rock I thought like you know honestly I was expecting a lot more uh, out of him just like a lot of the hype leading up to the show this year like just said like oh it's like the best role that Chris Rock's ever had and this and that uh dramatically I can see that I mean especially just because it's so different uh from everything he's done but I mean it's just not I don't know the the whole like he, I was expecting the most out of him and I didn't really get I didn't really get anything out of anybody really. Um, Jason Schwartzman was really bad throughout the entire series I thought very poorly miscast. Um, well, as I was saying, so I was watching Fargo for a little bit while I was on and then the then I just like I said I lost interest like it wasn't really uh, you know keeping my attention uh, and I, like after it, it, like if. You know, Brenna goes to bed early, so I'm usually up late by myself every night, uh, and I'll either watch movies or watch, uh, you know, watch a show. And I've been looking for a new show to uh, kind of uh, just hammer out, like someone with like, like a couple seasons that I could really get behind. Uh, and so the last like week or two, I've been finishing up uh, the new season of Fargo. Again, didn't like it. I went, I went back. I didn't like the beginning of it, but I went back just because like I knew that the show has been so good before that I was like, well, maybe like they'll pick it up. I don't know. Uh, you know, they've always ended strong before. Didn't happen. Uh, either way. Uh, but I found my new show, uh, Deadwood, on HBO. I'm very late to the party on this show. 
it's I, I think it came out like 2003 or something like that. It's like an old uh, western about a town that uh, has no laws in like the late 1800s. And I, this show is fucking sweet. There's so many people in it. <laughs> uh, like Timothy Oliphant, uh, David Carradine, uh, Nick Offerman's in it for a little bit. Um, Ian McShane is incredible. And like I'd always like heard about it. Like I knew... Like, I thought I knew, like, what it was, but, like, now I'm actually, like, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm, after this one, like, I know Brenna's been telling me to watch it for a long time. It's six feet under, so maybe I'll start going through, like, an old-school HBO trip uh, after all this is over. Um, yeah, I think it's got, it's got, like, three seasons and a movie. I'm only, like, two episodes in, but I'm, like, all in after this. Like, the second I'm done recording this, I'm going right, right to more Deadwood, so. Uh, although, ho- hopefully... You know what sucks about uh, HBO Max, which is what I'm watching it on? Like, there's no... It's not, like, smart TV compatible. Like, I have a Vizio, and, like, I, there's no app for it. I can't download it. So it's, like, I have to stream off my phone, and, like, sometimes it disconnects and blah, blah, blah. And either way, I'm just bitter. Uh, also, a little, uh, little housekeeping uh, before uh, we get to next week. I probably should have let off the episode with this. Um, so next week, uh, obviously Christmas is Friday. Um, so next week... We'll do episodes on Monday and Tuesday, uh, and Monday's an episode, Monday's going to be an episode I've been looking forward to since the beginning of this whole thing. Um, so we're doing, so we're only going to do two uh, two shows next week, and then uh, we'll get right back into it the week after Christmas. So we will, so just two next week, three the week after. So nothing's going to be dropping Christmas Day. Okay, all right, all right. We're almost six minutes into the podcast now, and I've I have not even talked about the movie yet. So. Uh, today we're talking about Project X, um, and okay, look, let's just call this movie what it is. <laughs> like, it's a movie designed for you know teenagers and like college kids to, and it's basically like it's a movie about throwing the best party ever. Uh, very very simple, very easy concept, and like you got to take the movie for, like for what it is. Like, there's like no there's no academia <laughs> to this movie, uh, so to speak. Like, it's just the uh, like it's a it's a lighthearted comedy that's supposed to just be like this like the basically the whole plot of the movie is uh like this these three kids they th- uh like one of their parents goes away for the weekend so they just want to throw this big ass party and become popular and like once they actually start throwing the party things just com- keep unraveling and gets wilder and wilder as the night goes on and uh you know it just becomes this huge like epic like thing like it almost becomes a riot almost and like let's take the movie for, for what it is because like obviously you know it's just a lot of you know like a lot of sex stuff a lot of drug jokes a lot of drinking jokes and honestly like I, like I remember watching this movie in theaters for the first time and I thought it was funny like I, like I actually did enjoy it like I clearly enjoyed it enough to go out and buy a copy of it uh, eventually so <laughs> it was like, like I think part of the and I've only seen this movie five or six times since uh, I don't remember when the last time I watched it was and I think like part of the reason why I enjoyed it as much as I did uh, when I saw it was just like well hey like, I, like I'm in the demo that this movie's made for like I saw it in theaters movie comes out in 2012 so I was a freshman in college freshman or sophomore in college when this came out and like, of course I'm going to love it. Like, <laughs> like at the time, like, you know, I was going, like, I was going to college parties and I thought that, and, like, I was freshman in college. So I was like, 
like I thought this was like gonna be like this. This is like everything that I wanted to be, and I enjoyed it. You know, like like can't like uh, like obviously I did enjoy the movie. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a found footage movie, which uh, I actually forgot that uh, they you know they shot it like this. I think we've only done maybe one other found footage movie uh, in the whole uh, series that we've done so far, and I think that might have been the first episode, which is Quarantine. Uh, which, by the way, we would have done that one next week. It would have dropped on Christmas. Maybe I'll just repost the uh, the quarantine Christmas episode, uh, or the first episode on Christmas Day. Um, but that's that was the only time we've gone. Well, that was, that was one of two times we've gone out of non alphabetical order. We let off with quarantine, and then we've gone alphabetical order since. Except when we did the Oceans franchise, we did 12 before 13, because numbers. Uh, Anyway, so Project X, uh, the movie, it stars uh, Thomas Mann, who I actually, you know, think is a pretty good actor. I've seen him in a couple of things since. Uh, Oliver Cooper, who he kind of like, he's kind of like a, like this movie was obviously like a couple years after Superbad. um, And... I think, like, what they're trying to do in this movie, like, there's a lot of young talent. Well, let me get... All right, let me get more to that in a sec. Uh, it's also got Jonathan Daniel Brown, who I have not seen in anything since this, <laughs> nor before it. Uh, Dax Flame, uh, who plays the camera guy. Um, and I guess he was, like, one of, like, the most popular YouTubers in the world or something at the time. And then after the movie aired, like, his viewers... Like, I, I don't know, his career just went south. Something happened. Um, and then other than that, like it's largely unprofessional actors, like just a lot of, there, there really aren't that many speaking roles in this movie. Uh, Miles Teller's in there for a little bit. It's an early role for him. Uh, you, you know, kind of before he, this was like the year before he started to really break out with, you know, uh, the spectacular now and whiplash and, uh, you know, eventually like the fantastic four and, um, ah, what, fuck, what's that other movie he's in with Zac Efron or Zac Efron? No. Was that him? Yeah, that awkward moment. Uh, yeah, Zac Efron, Michael B. Jordan, and Miles Teller. Uh, that awkward moment in the Divergent series. So, like, he was about to blow up, and then he plays a character in this movie named Miles Teller. Uh, doesn't really have that much to do, really. He's just kind of like, like he's like the cool guy in school that they you know want to come to his party or something like that. Um, and then, other than that, really, the only actor that people might recognize is uh, Martin Kiba. Uh, he's the, uh, for, for lack of a better term, he's the dwarf uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean uh, franchise. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's how I recognized him. And, like, when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, shit, it's that guy. Uh, Marty is his, is his name from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's actually got, like, a pretty funny role in this movie, um, even though it's... <laughs> it's not 2020 cool but it's uh but but i still think it's fine um anyway so uh all right so going back to the cast like so that like apatow era that we've you know talked about so many times like you know the mainstream comedy guys or like comedy like stars um you know for studio movies uh like todd phillips is attached to this movie so like there is some like big names attached to the movie but at the same time uh like this like they're trying you can clearly tell that they're trying to like work in a new wave of like young people like Miles Teller they think he's about to blow up uh Oliver Cooper who like he gets the bulk of the jokes in the movie well Oliver Cooper and Jonathan Daniel Brown 
Oliver Cooper, who you might have, like, the only other thing I've seen him in since this is uh, Mindhunter, where he plays the serial killer David Berkowitz. Um, and, uh, like, he's almost like this, like, skinny, like, knockoff Jonah Hill type. And, like, I mean, just, like, the way he's, like, a lot of the jokes he gets, a lot of his delivery, and, like, you know, he does kind of look like him. <laughs> so, like, they're clearly trying to turn this guy into, like, set, uh, into um, Seth from uh, Superbad, and it just doesn't work. Like, uh, like upon rewatching it, like it just doesn't work. Uh, like a lot of the jokes are just they're so cheap, they're so easy, and like it's mostly just like guys like saying they're horny or like oh like we're gonna get so much pussy or like we're gonna get fucked up and like this and that. It's like it just it's not funny. I mean, like I'm, you know, it, it's a, it's a bummer because like I really did enjoy this movie, but like a lot of the material here is just like it is for lack of a better term it is juvenile and i feel super old and super like conceited saying that but like that it's just what it is like th- this is what the movie is uh and like i'm not gonna hate you know hate on the movie for that like you know this is what the movie's made for <laughs> you know it's and it accomplished its goal because like like i said when i was this age i loved this movie uh but as time's gone on, like, it just looks exhausting. <laughs> I, I will give the movie some credit, though. Um, like, so part of... part, Like, part... All right, so part of what made the movie, like, as enjoyable as it was, was watching the night just kind of, like, unravel. Like, it starts off as, like, okay, they're having a party. Okay, the party's starting to get, you know, too many people. It's like, okay, now the party's really starting to get out of hand. Now they're, you know, now people are, uh, like, breaking stuff in the house. Now people are, uh, you know, like people are at the party that no one seems to have you know any idea how they got there um <laughs> you know then uh you know drugs start uh getting involved then uh like booze and djs and like eventually like the cops come and then like they play this like prank somehow or they pull it off so that no one like they, they convince the cops to leave or something like that like as oh, i mean again we get it um and you know it's just a lot of montage is set to uh like some house like EDM music at the time, which I actually thought was kind of cool because you don't really hear a lot of movies with that on their soundtrack. If it's not like in a contemporary club setting, I mean, granted like, yeah, like the movie does look, you know, it's a big party. Uh, but like, like not many movies you hear, uh, pursuit of happiness from kid Cudi and Steve Aoki in there and at the time. And I, I mean, it's funny cause like, I really don't enjoy this movie <laughs> or this, uh, this music that much anymore, but like that was the music like I would listen to. Uh, like like pursuit of happiness and just like I'll, I mean there's other ones and it's it's a lot of techno stuff where I'll, or not techno but like that EDM where it's like I don't know the name of the song but I know the song and it's fucking awesome. Um, so that's like one of the things that I actually enjoyed about the movie was like it didn't really have a soundtrack that had like a, like a lot of other movies had it was just, it was cool I, I thought that part was cool there's and I, I think it's especially after uh, they convinced the cops to leave like the three kids like convince the cops to leave and like the party like resumes and then they come in with uh like the refrain for uh or like when the beat drops in pursuit of happiness it's fucking awesome i like i will give them credit there that is that that's a pretty cool scene um where was i where was i going with this um the but okay so anyway uh shit i have absolutely no idea what i was talking about (laughs) the I wasn't talking about the guys 
I was there's the oh okay so the so the movie's unraveling uh, so like they convince the cops and like blah 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 and like people just keep coming and now like people are uh, like like they tear like the chandelier down like they you know they break someone's car like they're now they're partying in the streets and like they they've taken over the whole block and then uh, this guy who they stole um, they stole. Uh, what is it? Ecstasy from earlier in the movie. Uh, like he was their He was like originally he was their pot dealer, but like they end up finding it like a garden gnome full of ecstasy. Um, so he comes to the party and he's got a fucking flamethrower and like, he's got burning the neighborhood down. And then like there's riot police and they're, you know, throwing flash grenades and, uh, and like rubber bullets and shit like that. And that's the, like, I remember watching this in theater, just like wide I was just like, Whoa, like this is actually insane. And as far as like an actual, like, filming like of an actual riot goes it's actually pretty impressive like i wouldn't put it on the level of like you know children of men or something like that when the world's falling apart but like it, it is pretty impressive i will give them credit where credit is due it's a very it's a very visually like intense and like exciting like scene and i think that like that's part of what i enjoyed about the movie the most was just like seeing like how far does this actually go because like like it gets older after a while it's just like, okay yeah like kids are trying to get laid and they're trying to get fucked up like we get it but then just like like okay how far do we actually push this so instead of pushing those jokes because that that's ultimately like that that's really like what it's about it's <laughs> they push it to the limit of like okay we literally burned down the whole neighborhood like they, they even say it in the movie it's just like how many like jimmy kimmel makes a uh an appearance or a cameo at the end of it uh, he's like, how many, like, like how many times have like parents like told kids like, all right, don't burn the house down. And then like, they, like this kid actually burned the house down. <laughs> so, uh, that was, pr- that was pretty entertaining. Um, and although, I mean, nowadays, like now that I know what happens, uh, it's like all the lead up to it and like with like jokes that don't really work that well, the, the acting and the dialogue is kind of shitty, uh, throughout, honestly, and like just waiting, waiting for the party to like get more and more insane is like there's nothing fun about it to me really. So I, unfortunately, like I really don't want to come off as snobby here. <laughs> like I, I really, really don't because I said it at the beginning of the show. I know what this movie is. <laughs> it is not made for you know 28 year old people. It's made for like kids. <laughs> like it's made for teenagers. Like I, like I understand that. So I am trying to not be too critical of it even though and like you know okay like I was watching it last night and I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it I didn't like it um but at the same time like it was just like it was on you know it's like it was okay this is is a good way to describe it it's a great throw it on movie like put it on the background like do some other shit shit like play on your computer you know mess around your phone like do whatever you want the movie's on and then like you can peek in like for a couple of couple of like okay jokes or some cool visuals or you know whatever uh and that's it that's how you're gonna get out of this movie and that's really ultimately how i feel about the movie watching it uh you know eight years later after i first saw it so it is one of the newer movies in my collection though um yeah i mean that's unfortunately that's really it i i hate to be you know i i really hate to sound like a hater so uh but we will get to that uh thomas one one more one quick note about thomas man uh, the main character, uh, he plays Cubby. He's a great actor, man. Like he's a good, he's a really good young young actor. He's only a year older than me, so he's twenty nine. 
A um, couple of other of his uh, movies that you might have seen. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. That's an awesome fucking movie. Uh, just an awesome story with a great cast. R.J. Seiler, uh, Olivia Cook, Nick Offerman, uh, Connie Britton, John Bernthal, John Ch- uh, Molly Shannon. Great movie. Great fucking movie. Go check out Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. It's like a coming-of-age like uh, dramedy. Uh, but it, but it's it's good. It's really, really fucking good. So give that a whirl if you ever get a chance to see it. Uh, let's see. He's done Kong Skull Island. He did an episode of uh, uh, Fargo in season three. Like, it was a flashback episode, and he played a younger version of one of the characters, and so he was kind of like the lead throughout the episode. And he did a pretty good job. You know, he held his own against a lot of other, um, you know, experienced actors. I haven't really seen too much of him in the last couple of years, like going through his IMDb, like he's got a lot of, uh, what looks like like indie movie. Well, some indie, some blockbusters, nothing too crazy. The highway men, uh, Netflix movie with Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner. And it was, you know, mildly entertaining. Um, uh, let's see. He, he did an episode of drunk history, Kong skull Island with Brie Larson, blood father with Mel Gibson. So I mean, he's there. Uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Thomas Mann, g- uh, good actor. Hopefully we'll be seeing more from him uh, in the next coming years. All right, so why don't we get to some did you knows, and then we'll rank the movie, and then we'll get you sent off to your weekend here. Uh, alrighty, so first did you know. Uh, <laughs> the most pirated movie in 2012, approximately 8.7 million downloads. That makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Like, like absolute not. Well, eh, I mean, okay. Like, look who the audience, you know, is the movie, you know, uh, like high school, college kids. So like, I get it. But that being said, like the movie still did well at the box office, like $12 million budget, um, 21 million opening weekend, $54 million gross. So like it made a good chunk of change, but like, the most pirated movie of 2012? That's ridiculous to me. <laughs> I don't really, you know, like, I don't have a list of, you know, 2012 movies in front of me right here, but, like, I imagine that's just a lot of kids in their uh, dorm room in college that must have been, just had this on during the pregame or something like that. Um, at that, <laughs> like, that stat actually, like, really, really, really surprised me. So, uh, anyway. Um... Second, did you know, uh, some of the footage was shot by the cast with cell phones, uh, flip iPhone and Blackberry phones that were handed out by the crew. Over 10 hours of footage was recorded, mostly due to the cast continuously recording. Uh, I think that was the right thing to do. That was, uh, like, part, obviously it's a found footage movie, uh, so, you know, it fits the whole mold of it. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, when you're at these parties, like, what's everyone doing? They're on their phones, and they're, like, taking pictures of all the crazy shit they see. You get some angles that you might not have uh, normally gotten, you get... Uh, it added, like, it was just, like, part of the look of the movie and, like, you know, especially movie and, you know, the guys making the, quote, documentary for the movie. Like, it's a movie made by kids for kids. Uh, and I think, ha- well, yeah, high school kids, whatever. Uh, and the fact that you have, uh, you know, people film the party, I mean, that just, it, it made sense. So it was a good, fe- like, uh, it, like, it was, I don't know, it was just a good decision. Didn't really add or, you know, subtract too much for, uh, from the party. Well, I think it did add uh, to the movie, actually, a lot, because, because um, I mean, it would have just gotten monotonous following, you know, the main camera around and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, that, that was a good call. Uh, okay, so, and the final 
excuse me, uh, the final did you know, uh, <laughs> when, the, uh, when the camera catches the young lady urinating, uh, she gestures for it to shoo away. According to a popular internet rumor, the lady was urinating in a corner due to a lack of bathrooms on set and was irritated by this violation of her privacy. Only by, pl- uh, only by paying her an extra amount of money were the editors allowed to use the footage in the film. However, her expression is ambiguous as she almost appears to be smiling or laughing while gesturing the camera to get away from her body function. Uh, so first off, not cool. Definitely not cool. Glad that uh, you know she was at least able to get a bigger payday out of it. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, like I was watching this... So, like, I was reading the Did You Know as I was watching the movie um, last night, and, like, I saw this one early on, and, like, I had, like, my eye out for it uh, the entire time, and, like, she's only on screen for, like, maybe, maybe two seconds, if top, like, two seconds tops. Uh, so, uh, good for that actress. Doesn't say her name, but, um, but, but no, good for her. Way to get, way to go get your money. That wasn't cool, and, you know, if... Like you got, like you got to shut that shit down. Like they either don't use the moon, uh, don't use that footage uh, that you know you didn't consent to because she's an extra, you know. Uh, like she, you know, she wasn't expecting that, but but that's what happened, and she, you know, capitalized on it. So good, good for her. Way to go, get, you know, get that money. All right, let's rank the movie on a scale of one to five hazies, as we always do here, hazmats. Uh, for the OG, uh, for the quarantine OGs, and uh, man, it might be the, we we. I don't want to call this one a stinker. It wasn't as bad as the producers, so I'll give it. But I also want to be hard on it. Yeah, we we got to we got to balance balance out the uh, you know our rankings here. Uh, <laughs> I haven't really given out many like poor rankings. Again, I own most of these movies, so I bought them at some point because I like them. Uh, but yeah, Project X. I'm only gonna give it two. I'm only gonna give it a two, uh, two hazmats. So uh, one of the lower ranked movies we've done. I know we did the producers the other day, uh, <laughs> which I, I think also had a two. Uh, so back to back twos. Really ending out the third shelf on a shitty note. But um, but again, let's you know. I'm not. I don't want. I don't want to hate on the movie. But just like upon watching this, my. That, you know, upon rewatching it, and you know, this whole thing is just like, how do I think? Like, what do I think of the movie now? Um, and I like, I don't really have that much nostalgia uh, towards this movie. I remember seeing it, but like, it wasn't, it didn't like leave like that big of an impact on me. Um, but yeah, just as, as time got, has gone on, just kind of wore off. I guess, I guess that's just me getting old, being a being an old fart, I suppose. Well. That's going to do it for this one, everyone. I uh, hope you all have a nice weekend. Again, uh, we're only doing two episodes next week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, uh, and then we're going to take uh, Friday off for Christmas. Uh, so then we'll start uh, going back to the three episodes a week the following week. Uh, so in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. We will uh, we, are, we are at uh, Quarantine Mapod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can also... Uh, Subscribe to the show. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So in the meantime, don't be a hero. Stay inside and watch a movie.